0: Uh, It is great to see you this morning. Um, If you don't know, my name is Esther. I'm one of the leaders here at Ebby. So we are in amongst um, a teaching series called Becoming Like Jesus. And last week, um, Sue talked about the presence of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is like breath that gives us life, um, enables us to keep close to God and do this whole Becoming Like Jesus thing in general. And in the Bible, in John chapter 16, Jesus tells his friends he's not going to be around for much longer, and that surprisingly, this isn't the devastating news it might sound like. Jesus says to them, don't be upset, it's good that I'm going, like it's good that I'm going, because when I go, you'll get the Holy Spirit to do life with you. So... The Holy Spirit isn't a distinctly average sub to come off the bench for the last five minutes to waste time because the star player has gone off. The Holy Spirit is everything we need, and then some. And today, the title that we're taking on is Learning to Hear from God. And just from this title, it's possible that some of you might have reacted with an immediate no, thanks, Esther. This this isn't for me. Um, it may be that you have had a bad experience in hearing from God or other people telling you they've heard from God. And if this is painful for you, for whatever reason, um, please go easy on yourself. Um, stick with me if you can. It's really important that we're honest and we wrestle with our own experiences of hearing from God. Um, If it's helpful to have a chat or pray with someone or myself or another time, always up for that. Uh, Learning to hear from God, however you learn best, and we're all different in that. This isn't going to get nailed in 25 minutes this morning. I can't just give you a cheat sheet. It's not possible to boil this down to a nice, neat formula. And you know what? I don't think that's bad. Because I'm sure I've said this a lot of times before, the relationship that we can have with God is both beautifully simple and profoundly deep. It's rarely easy and formulaic, but it is still pretty awesome. And so as I've been thinking about this, learning to hear from God, with this whole thing, there's the small matter of why should we... As one of eight billion people on our planet expect that God, who created our planet, would speak directly to us, directly to me. Like that is just plain crazy, isn't it? Yes, Esther. <laughs> So let's get straight into it. We're going to read from the New Testament part of the Bible, um, from a book called Acts. And what we're going to read, it's uh, happening after Jesus has done his thing on earth and gone back to heaven. And Peter and some of Jesus' followers have been filled with the Holy Spirit. They've started speaking in loads of different languages, telling people about Jesus. Um, So we're going to read from Acts chapter 2. Uh, verses 14 to 18. If you've got a Bible, have a read along. It'll also be on the screen behind me. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says... I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Two little words you might have noticed in amongst all that, because I helpfully put in bold and underlined. All people. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And the verses that follow, they kind of bold and underline that in themselves. God says, don't rule yourself out because you think you're too old or too young. Your gender isn't relevant, neither is your status. Everyone can be filled with my spirit and hear from me and in all kinds of cool and interesting ways. That's my summary. So all people, it's all of us. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, all of us here, no exceptions. And not just all of us here, all of us who are not here, and I don't just mean people who are away on holiday or whatever. It's not just for people in church. This is all people And we're going to have a quick look at a couple of people in the Bible um, for a bit more underlining of this all people thing. Uh, First of all, we're going to have a look at Elijah. Um, Elijah is a guy from the Old Testament. Uh, You can read his story in the book of 1 Kings in the Bible. Um, And Elijah was an anointed prophet who God used to speak to the whole community of Israel, to kings and queens, to normal people like me and you. In other words, Elijah was a pretty big deal. This is 1 Kings 19, uh, 11 to 14, and God speaking to Elijah. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the In the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Like we might not be surprised that Elijah would hear from God, like he was a prophet after all, it was his job. But we might be surprised at how Elijah heard from God. Not in the loud, showy impressiveness of shattered rocks, wind, earthquake and fire. But Elijah heard God in the easy to miss gentle whisper. Secondly, Mary. Mary is a young teenage girl with nothing of note on her CV. She's getting on with life thinking about her upcoming marriage, like many girls of her age at this time. This is Luke chapter 1, 28 to 30. Then the angel went to her and said, "'Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you.' Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God.' So if we can just park what we know about how Mary's story unfolds, we might be surprised that a very average teenage girl hears from God. And we might be surprised that Mary gets to hear the impressive, unmistakable voice of God through an angelic messenger. And these are just two people from a load that we could have looked at. And my simple point is... God speaks to all people in all kinds of ways. And this isn't just in the Bible. God speaks to all people in all kinds of ways today. Um, And this is a very small bit of Jay Hume's story. Jay has no um, faith or religious background. He is an award-winning transgender performance poet, speaker and educator. This is what he says. For the past few years, I've been feeling things in cathedrals. I just felt entirely at peace and somehow whole in cathedrals. Nothing more than that. Nothing weird. Nothing religious. In Durham, on another visit to uh, the cathedral there, Jay says, I had a word with God. If this is a thing, you better make it clearer than this. You can't just go about making me feel things all the time. Either do a thing or get lost. Edited version. After leaving the cathedral, Jay went for dinner, had a walk with a friend and found himself witnessing a young guy attempting suicide. The boy survived, to which Jay says, None of that should have been possible. He goes on to say, That night and all of the next day, every part of my mind was telling me to go to the cathedral. At mid-afternoon, I did. I went back to my favourite seat and stared up at the stained glass. Jesus, on the cross, stared down at me. And for half an hour, I guess I prayed. And I felt peace and comfort I had always felt in cathedrals. And I think I began to know. Every night after that, I found myself lurking on a Church of England website, browsing in incognito mode, even though I'm the only person who uses my computer, as if I was scared that having a hint of Christianity in my browsing history might make it real. Having spent a few weeks doing that, I read the daily prayer in the website footer and started crying. This was the final straw. I phoned my friend, the wife of a priest, and I said, I think Jesus is coming for me. What do I do? And I love this in so many ways. This is just a very small part of Jay's story. God speaks to Jay through a feeling. And God responds to his raw and maybe offensive demands to just show up. And God speaks in traumatic circumstances, through ancient buildings and stained glass, and he's not opposed to using modern technology either. God speaks to all people in all kinds of ways. And before we get a little bit practical in this, we're going to have a look at Jesus, because this is all about Jesus. Jesus. Um, and I don't know about you, but I think lots of Christians might say that one of the main ways that they hear from God is through the Bible, God's written word. Sometimes though, we read the Bible like a textbook, like it's just words inked onto a page. And if we're honest, it gets a bit stale and sometimes a bit boring. And we know this isn't what it's supposed to be like, but What should, what could it be like? And the short answer is Jesus, as it always is. Uh, In John chapter 1, we read this. uh, Verses 1 to 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And verse 14 in that same chapter, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And apparently there are two Greek words used in the Bible that we translate into the word of God. One of these is logos and the other is rima. And logos refers to the written word of God, which isn't particularly interesting until you find out that logos is used in these verses we've just read. So it's used to describe Jesus. And this is nothing short of radical. This turns everything anyone thought they ever knew about hearing from God on its head. Because now, according to John, the most important expression of God's word is through a person, not just a book. But in Jesus, God's word gets skin on, up close, and very personal. And because of Jesus, hearing from God isn't an unobtainable goal only for the chosen few. It's for everyone. For all people. And hearing from God, it comes from a place of everyone being individually known and loved by Jesus. So... God speaks to us in ways and in places that make sense to how he made us. He doesn't ask us to be anyone else, just who we are. So we might hear from God in cathedral encounters, when we watch our favourite film, when we eat some good cheese or feel the sun on our skin, and even through the wonders of social media and the internet. I love how creative and definitely not boring God is in speaking to us. And if you ever think you've got God figured out and nailed down in how he speaks, probably prepare to be surprised because he likes doing that. And so that brings us to the second Greek word, rima. Like rima re- refers to the now. The immediate, in this very moment, word of God. Which, of course, as a concept, is still bonkers. But this is the deal. And don't forget, God's spirit being poured out on all people to enable this stuff still applies. So we're going to have a look at a couple of ways we can hear God speak in this now kind of way. And a couple of practical bits around that. These are really just some uh, quick thoughts, and I totally recommend you uh, following it up in your small group, chatting with a friend, doing some more reading, thinking, sharing your experiences. And actually, Pete Gregg has uh, helpfully written and recorded a book called How to Hear God, a simple guide for normal people. Um, I haven't read it, um, but I suspect it's probably very helpful in all of this. Um, So first of all, we're going to have a look at the prophetic. And we're going to read from 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 and 3. It says, Follow the way of love, and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Um, So... The prophetic stuff has been an interesting one for me. Um, I've said this before. When I came to Eby, um and was figuring out where me and God were at, I was very cynical and scathing of anything obviously Christian, which was an interesting place to be. Um, if there was ever anything that involved someone saying, I, I think God is saying this, My eyes would roll because it's always a certain kind of person who does that, isn't it? And I would think, who on earth do you think you are? And another thing going on for me, I was hurt because as a teenager, I felt like I'd seen God do this stuff with other people, with my friends, even at church type events, but never me. So yes, I was resentful. And I was jealous. And this has taken a fair chunk of time to shift. And to be totally honest with you, um, still now, if I feel like God is saying something um, to me to share in some way, there's a voice that I often have to fight that says, Oh, come on, Esther. Really? Are you sure? Do you think you're this kind of person? And it's hard, it's something to wrestle with. And when you're saying something out loud, something you think that God might be saying, whether that's for church, in your small group, for a friend, for someone you don't even know, it involves risk, and it involves making yourself vulnerable. And annoyingly, as I said at the start, there's no formulas to hearing from God. So a lot of the time, we just have to step out and go for it. But we learn as we do this. We grow in our faith as we do this. And as we do, it's so important to keep that verse from 1 Corinthians in mind on why God speaks to us in these, in these kind of ways for strengthening, encouraging and comforting each other. If it doesn't sound like the Bible, if it doesn't sound like Jesus, it probably isn't. And let's hold on to that encouragement that comes before it. Like, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. God pours out His Spirit generously, and speaks through all people in all kinds of ways. Secondly, um, we're going to have a quick little look at dreams and visions which is also mentioned in those uh, verses we read from Acts earlier. And really, there is just one very quick thing I'm going to throw out there on this. The average person spends about 26 years sleeping in their life. We also spend seven years trying to get to sleep. Mine is definitely way higher than that. That's 33 years spent in bed. And I heard Pete Gregg say in an interview... Why would God not speak to you for one third of your life? Which I think is a valid point. Like why would God be restricted by our sleep? And there are loads of examples of God speaking in dreams and visions in the Bible. Um, I have like my own stuff with dreams in particular that... I could try and unravel, but I won't do that right now. But I totally believe that this is a thing for today too. And again, God speaks to all people, through all people in all kinds of ways. Dreams, visions, the prophetic, and the list obviously goes on. We're going to finish by having a think about posture. Because I think this is key for... um, to our response, uh, specifically in the right now and in general. And I don't mean that you can only hear from God in a certain physical position, although sometimes that might help some people. Posture, I think, is about these questions. Are we up for it? Are we listening? And are we ready to respond? Sometimes we might hear from God in the loud, impossible-to-ignore kind of ways, accompanied by flashing lights, sirens, and skywriting. Let me know if that happens to you. Um, Most of the time, God will probably speak to us through a whisper, through a gentle nudge. And I love this description. Holy Spirit promptings are often... As light as a feather that lands on your arm, it would be easy to brush it off and ignore it. And I just think it's important to keep in mind that learning to hear from God is not like a terrible supernatural exam that we pass or fail. But like if you think about that feather that lands on your arm, sometimes we pause. Sometimes we pick up that feather and have a long, hard look at it. Sometimes we brush it off, annoyed at the disruption to whatever it is we are very busy doing. And I think this is why hearing from God is something that we need to learn. We don't get it right all the time. But the awesome news is God isn't a three strikes and you're out kind of God. Learning to hear from God, it's a process, a journey journey. A part of our whole lives because we have the Holy Spirit with us in the whole of our lives. And God is speaking to us way more than we realize. And it's kind of that simple. So. I'm going to pray. And. We'll see what happens. God, thank you that you are speaking to us. Way more than we realize, thank you that you know us you know how we work, how we put together, and you get creative in how you speak to us in ways that are personal for us and you. Thank you. That hearing from you is an all people kind of deal. All kinds of people in all kinds of ways. So, thank you, Holy Spirit, for listening to our many thoughts and words and dreams. Will you still our souls right now in this moment to listen much more carefully to yours? Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit, for listening to our many thoughts and words and dreams. Will you still our soul right now in this moment to listen much more carefully to yours?